Entering June, the trader focus was centered on Infotech growth stocks and the AI pump. Our chief equity strategist and economist, John Blank, here now with more on that. John, as we near the end of June already, has that focus changed at all? No, it hasn't, Terry. I mean, we've got a middle June, June 15th to be exact, 38.85 on the S&P was the high, just under 3,400. And we're, we're down below that now, we, you know, eight, 10 days, trading days later. But uh, in general, that, you know, there's some, some people selling and taking profits off for a night run, but I don't get a sense that uh, the broader trend is any different than it's been this year. Well, the latest S&P 500 rally was driven mostly by large cap tech stocks. What does that say about the market? It says that uh, we're in structural change, Terry. A lot of people like to talk about cyclical change in the Federal Reserve, but they forget that you know we've been and remain in a period where the seven big tech companies that represent 30% of the S&P 500 are effectively a good proxy for major technical structural change in the U.S. economy, and they keep on trucking. So is growth going to be trumping value among stocks then, no pun intended? Exactly. I mean, growth is still happening. It's happening at a company level, um, and they are usurping a lot of the growth that's available. And frankly, the co coincident leading indicator or the coincident indicators of the economy, not the leading ones, Coincident indicators are showing record highs right now. So, you know, there is modest incremental growth for the economy. And within that, these big companies are sweeping it all up. So earlier this month, you wrote the consumer remains the core earnings driver, according to reporting S&P 500 companies out there. Consumer discretionary, consumer staple stocks, you put it a very attractive. Is that still the case? Well, see, Terry, I got to do another look at that about 10 days and uh at this point in time uh yes that is the case i think you know you're looking at a q2 earnings season that wraps up here at the end of june and then it'll take a few weeks for us to get some data in probably all the way through to august but in general i have seen nothing from credit card data plane travel data or summer spending data that says anything other than the consumer still remains strong you had expressed some concern in your writing, though, about the financial sector. Why? Yes, and I we well, we don't have to take my word for it. We can talk about Jerome Powell's testimony this week before the House Financial Service Committee, where he has proposed to you know, raise the capital reserves of the large banks in the United States. And that tells you all you need to know. In the week prior to this month's Fed meeting, speaking of Mr. Powell, the S&P surged more than 20% from its most recent low. So the $64,000 question is, was that a bear market rally or the start of a bull market? Well, I mean, we have to probably entertain a longer discussion on what those terms mean. Um, I personally think, you know, the stronger sentiment is towards bull market because the Federal Reserve rate cycle is about to get out of the way. So, Bull market in the sense of a rate cycle, yes. Uh, in terms of the economic cycle, um, you know, there's still enough of me believing that the lags in Fed policy that have happened will, will eventually get us to some some slower growth out there. And I painted that at the first quarter of 2024. What do you see in the S&P 500 trading at for the second half here? Well, my fair value call remains for the year at 4,100. Now, 
I want to explain to people that is a fair value call, which I have explained, you know, ad infinitum for years now. That has typically included 300 basis points on top of it in terms of Fed, you know, juice, liquidity, and so forth. And we did have in March the Fed emergency facilities enter the market with more liquidity. So it begins a game of understanding that the fundamentals with a 17 price earnings ratio can get you 4,100, which does not mean we'll end there. It will, will end wherever that and the Federal Reserve liquidity that supplements it gets us. So it will not surprise me to see us sinking back here, and it would not surprise me to end up at 4,400 at the end of the year. The biggest question that's harder for answering is if we get to the end of the year, and the market sees some weakness in 2024, it, it, may, it may not take in all that liquidity. Um, but it, the problem right now with any strategist forecast is the Federal Reserve emergency measures can enter the market at any time for any reason, and that can change your calculus dramatically. Here are a few important consumer stocks you're looking at. Monster Beverage, the Ford Motor Company, and Chipotle Mexican Grill. Yeah, these are consumer stocks, Terry, and they're all about... 59, 58 billion in market cap. So it's fascinating to note that Monster Beverage, which is a health drink stock, Ford Motor Company, which is a century-old motor company, and a, a Mexican burrito company based in Orange County um, have the same market cap. Um, just to keep yourself in line with um, how spending really looks like in today's world. Um, so what's happening here? Why are they all number one ranked stocks? Monster's down to number two, but it's still strong. Uh, Monster has a minority stake in, from Coke, and people are active. So Monster Beverage is providing drinks for a more active pe group of people out there, and it's working. Ford Motor Company, Terry, is you know down to three, but it was also one ranked just a, a week or so ago because of their deal with Tesla and the expansion of their, their ability to sell cars that, that match with Tesla's uh, electric charging network. So again, huge structural change coming through, playing out through Ford, which has nothing to do with interest rates. Chipotle Mexican Grill, number one ranked stock, still A for growth here. Our strongest long-term and short-term growth leader is Chipotle. Uh, this stock is just people seem to have no end to their appetite for a $15 burrito. Um, Great, great merchandising and marketing by this company for the last 10, 15 years. And, uh, you know, a $2,050 share price is sticker shock for me. But at the end of the day, $500 a few years ago was sticker shock for me, too. So <laughs> take it for what it will. I think Chipotle Mexican is more of a short-term trading stock. Then. And speaking of appetites, I'll just say it's a good time to break for lunch now. Our chief equity strategist and economist, John Blank, with the trader focus in the market. With John, I'm Terry Ruffalo. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.